Welcome back to another episode of the Best Minutes Podcast. Each week, Movies by Minutes hosts examine the 1946 William Wyler directed film, The Best Years of Our Lives. One minute of scream time per episode. I'm Jeff Ferry from Slycast, a Sylvester Stallone podcast. And I'm Chris Derkotch from the Burbs Minute. Hey, I've heard of that Minute podcast. Everybody's going to be confused. They're going to be like, wait, well, I thought they were from Jay and Silent Bob Minute. Ah, yeah, we're also from there. That is one of our homes, but we've done so many things. <laughs> so it's just a wide breadth of knowledge. All right, so... When we last left our intrepid warriors, they were standing out on the porch. So where do we come in and meet them this minute, Chris? Um, they're standing on the porch. Oh, they're standing on the porch. That is correct. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, when, when we leave them at the end of this minute, they're going to be standing on the porch. Oh, well, you know, like you do. So you know. um, I will say the one thing that is very true to life is there's a wedding happening inside, a large social gathering, and the men are outside trying to avoid it. <laughs> Especially when everyone smoked, definitely outside. Oh, yeah. I mean, the only thing missing is, like, if they didn't have suits on and there was a horseshoe pit, it could be, like, every yeah. family gathering I've ever been to. <laughs> yes. Except for I don't play horseshoes. That's a trap. I usually – yeah, but no, but I do that because if the other choice is to, like – you got to understand there's certain gatherings happening. There's the stay inside. I don't want to do that. There's no. the get trapped in the pool with the children. That is a definite no. So you're like, yeah, I'll play horseshoes because I can just stand over here and drink. Well, I that's – the ultimate place to be older. is sitting yeah, sitting at the table drinking is where everyone wants to be. Yeah. But yeah, that can be a tough fun. seat to get. It's also a quick seat to lose when the wife comes by and goes, hey, you got to go do this, this, and this. And you're like, oh. Yeah. But I've gotten into a horseshoe game where I'm there for four hours now. And I'm standing that's there the, doing, and I stick. That's the point. The point is I don't want to be doing anything else because I've also been the one who, if, if no one has a pool, how it works is a lot of people will be in the pool at once adults and children and then all of a sudden you'll look around and realize all the other adults have left and you're now trapped in there with these children that's true that is true. <laughs> but i'm also i'm not a i'm not a big stander like i don't like to stand oh, oh my god <laughs> <laughs> so so as i start to sit down then there's then it's my turn now I'm mad i would I like get back i would like again. everyone everyone listening to imagine chris <laughs> at the world war ii recruiting office and they're just like they're doing his physical and they're like all right son we're gonna send you off to fight the germans and he's just like i don't like to stand much yeah, i'm not a big stander like can we go somewhere where there's benches which armed service would you like to be in son are you an army man a navy a marines you're like which one doesn't do a lot of standing <laughs> they're like gonna send you to the the army air corps and put you in the ball turret yeah, you don't have to stand at all. You can be in this little ball at the bottom of B-17. <laughs> oh, you don't want to stand? Good. We'll put you in a foxhole where you got to crouch. <laughs> you don't have to stand at all. You can kneel in a, you know, six months worth of muck. <laughs> yeah. All right. So we get a, we start out with Homer and Fred outside. They had, they're the first ones to escape. And although I realize we're like three hours into this movie, watching Homer use these hooks does not get old. No, it really does. Like, he is really good at it. I guess, and, like, you you have to learn, but... And they said it's not super hard. It's one of those things where, like, I watch it and, like, it looks like magic. Yeah. Because I can't imagine. it's To me, it looks like watching somebody juggle where you're like, I understand someone can do that. I can't. I can't even imagine also, learning how to do it. Back then, the technology had to be so much worse than it is now, too. I, I mean, they, they're starting to get new stuff now, but I've heard the basics behind it have not changed. Really? It's just, depending on where you're you know, where you've lost your arms at, like those, those strap, like, so he controls his right arm with his left shoulder and his left arm with his right shoulder. That already sounds and, a mess for me. I, I know. You're just like, yeah. I'd get, I'd get confused. Yeah. 
and I mean they have you have they have now they have multiple attachments. It doesn't have to be hooks all the time. You can have, and I mean they're getting fancy stuff now. But like I think for the basic day to day wear and tear, I don't think it has changed a whole lot. Wow, you're but saying you, using the opposite sides freaking me out because like I can't even play Mario Kart where it's like backwards. <laughs> I can't do it. That's not possible. Mario, you go to Mario Kart the reverse race where it goes the other <laughs> yeah. way. You're like, well, I'm done. No way. I can't. Nope. I quit right now. I quit, and then he's using like I couldn't even imagine. Imagine oh, I, using those those hands and playing Mario Kart in reverse. That would really be he, a mess. He could probably still kick my butt just like <laughs> everyone else does. Uh, it. I could imagine in 1945 though, or in 44 when he lost his hands. You know, you come out and they're like, "We gave you hooks for hands." And the first thing you're like is, "Doc, Doc, will I be able to smoke?" Like, <laughs> true. How am I gonna light a lighter? <laughs> <laughs> Can you just make one of them be a lighter? Because I need to, I need to be able to smoke. And honestly, that's what he can do the best is light matches. So he probably did. That is probably the first skill he learned. Yeah. Yes. Yes. This minute starts out with him giving him the ring, which I have both been married and been in multiple weddings. While this is always played for a joke in movies, it is actually kind of a scary proposition of like, don't you lose this ring? I swear to God. Yeah. <laughs> I wish I had some story where, like, the best man swallowed it or something. No, it's just – I mean, I think every best man worth his salt at least once pretends like they can't find it. Yeah. Just to watch the groom have a heart attack. Oh, they you know, where they do. Yeah, where they go, you can have the ring, and they start doing the – you know, they start reaching for the pockets. Checking the pockets. Yeah. Yeah. If they don't do it, they suck as a best man. Just Oh, yeah. You have to. You have to do that, and you have to bring up something embarrassing during your speech. It's it's one yeah. of those things that just has to be done. And maybe inappropriately dance with somebody at the reception. Is that just me? <laughs> <laughs> I actually did a uh, groomsman spe- a best man speech where I, I accused the guy of uh, doing weird things with his dog. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. I, I, said, I said the incident with Scotty the dog, we're not going to bring that up. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even bring up what I said, so that just tells you about <laughs> where I'm at. Yeah. Um, so right after this beautiful moment where Homer hands Fred the ring, um, Al comes out to ruins Fred's day. Yeah. And uh, we have some great facial acting here from <laughs> from Fred of just like – just that look of like – Oh, crap. <laughs> of like, yeah, the girl who I've been trying to get with dad just walked in. Yeah. And you're just like, Ugh. You know, you're sitting there with your friend and you're like, oh, great. I'm paused on his face, looking at, his, at yeah. Al's face. It's it's pretty good. And I thought Al wasn't supposed to be drinking, right? Okay. Now, this has been gone into at, at great depth, and I'll ask you what you think. Multiple hosts to this point have basically said he's an alcoholic. Yes. Where I, maybe, as someone who was in the service and has seen many people come back from, not obviously World War II, but many other tours. Right. I don't see that. If you showed me he was still doing this six months down the road, Okay. Like, listen, if I just came back from fighting in the Pacific for God knows how long, yeah, I think you got to spot me at least like three months to just get hammered. Uh, you <laughs> may be. Like, I can have as many drinks as I want. I wanted to curse when I said that, as a matter like, of fact. <laughs> yes, like, listen, yeah, I'm going to get bombed. Am I yeah. going to be able to interact with my family? Maybe not real well, because when I left, my son was 12, and now he's 16, which in the 1940s makes him look 23. And I also don't even know who he is. Yeah, and like... I mean, I think it's tough for most people listening right now. Could you – I mean, there's no – with the exception of writing letters, if these people left early in the war, let's say, you know, 42, mid-42, and don't get back till it ends, that's three-plus years. That's a long time to not yeah. have someone there. Yeah. Like, I don't think people can even wrap their mind around it. And 
I mean, they were throwing the alcoholic thing around. And now I'm not saying he didn't have problems. And I, I think all three of these guys have some major demons with Definitely. what they had. But it's way more PTSD than it is. I mean, they're obviously trying to cope with the alcohol. But I would say by the end of this movie, even here where he's like – he's joking about the the punch. He's like, oh, it's like made for kids. So it's probably just got like a little spike in it, which is nothing. Right. Like if he got drunk at this wedding, yeah, you got a huge problem because you couldn't even keep it together at like a wedding. At but a he's wedding. totally fine. But, yeah, he's. I, I've seen guys that weren't in the military that have done that at weddings, so. Oh yeah, I mean, <laughs> I knew I knew people that were alcoholics, and I mean, we all know, like, if there was a follow up to this, if there was like the the more best years of our lives, and it was like 1950, and he's still like this, and he can't hold down his job, and I would yeah. say the moment in this movie where he gets closest to it is when he gives that speech because he's pretty trashed and you're like oh boy here's where he loses it and gets fired right and he i'd say he walked right up to the edge now if he never approaches that again you're good if he starts they've now been home for a while it seems like he's starting to integrate back into life if he keeps doing that you're good if he doesn't eh, then you got other problems to deal with right (laughs) (laughs) then you got to worry about like eh, this isn't going too good in this minute and a couple seconds, the wife is mentioning it. Once the wife starts mentioning it, you got to kind of back off a little bit. <laughs> I, I just oh, want to say that from experience. <laughs> I was going to say, uh, why? Is, is, as we all know, Chris's wife is sitting right over his shoulder right now. <laughs> what are you drinking, Chris? What are you drinking? <laughs> no, but I have, I've had, I have had her say, "Why don't you have another beer?" And I'm like, "Ah, uh, maybe I should slow down a little bit." <laughs> <laughs> That's a shot across your bow right there. I'm just like, yeah, keep yeah, doing yeah. it. Just keep drinking and see how this goes. <laughs> yeah. And then they have one of those real forced interactions that we all love. Like, hi, Al. Hi, Fred. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's called talking about something without talking about it. Because he also says to him, I heard you moved back in with your parents. Which is basically <laughs> like, I hear you cleared out the old wife to make room for my daughter. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, I, I how old is the daughter? I don't know. I didn't look think? it up, and I and I specifically didn't try to find it because I have really enjoyed listening to all the hosts try to figure it out because oh, okay. her age is all over the place. Yeah. I mean, I think we'll we'll start easy. She's out of high school, obviously. Right. But she's too young for him, right? But here's the other problem you run into is how old are these guys all supposed to be portraying? Because it's one of my gripes, not just with this movie, but basically with every war movie, people are always way too old <laughs> to be in the positions they're in i think right. um al is about i know it's i've heard it before he's about 50 when this happens okay which if you're 50 in the army you're like 150 right and i'm trying to remember how old dana andrews would have been when he was in this i thought he was like 32 ish i'll tell you what we did he, that movie he, with Cary grant and Cary grant looks almost the same age as him in that movie we did <laughs> no way was he really that old 30s 39 so he's like 37 in this okay which is also not a spring chicken your average soldier in world war ii i think was 23 24 right they were maybe, kids. maybe 25 yeah. and great granted they're not exactly a normal slice of it i think now homer's older than this in real life but i think he's you're supposed to be he's portraying like i would say like 22 23 24 somewhere in there i feel like he's the young guy that they picked up yeah, yeah. The, the actor's a bit older but like okay Maybe it's just the way people acted back then. I think a safe age where uh, Fred should be is you would you want him to be like twenty six to thirty, and you're hoping she's like twenty two to twenty four. 
Yeah. So it's not a, okay but the problem is I could very easily see if he's his real age of like 37. The, now she's like 30 in this in like real life. But okay. like nobody's playing her like that because he's acting like, oh, this is my kid. Well, you didn't leave when she was 27 and she's now 30 living at home in the 1940s. Right. I feel like more like he left. She was 18, 19. Now she's 21, 22. Something like that. That's how I felt too. I felt like she yeah. was young, like too young for him, but not like illegal young. Yeah, I mean, there's yeah. probably. I think on screen they're showing us about a ten year age difference, which for back then is nothing. I mean, you still right. see it on screen all the time now. Yeah, and it's like it's one of those. I don't know how weird it is because it's the actors' real ages. It's not weird. It's just the way that they're portraying it because they keep well, they go into a whole big thing about it. she's you know she's our daughter she's living at home blah blah blah. But I'm mean, granted he's living with his parents and. You know, she was working at a hospital, and he's a friggin' soda jerk. So, I mean, who's really got the worst job here? Well, nothing makes an age difference more weird than her father, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, a lot of it is just, like, how people are being portrayed. The actual age difference is not weird. It's just how that they're leaning into it. Yeah. Like, they make him so... He plays older than he is. Or, he, you know what, he's playing, like, his age. He's playing, like, 35, 36, 37, where, like, I don't want him to be. Right. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> I want him to be like capped at like thirty, and even that's yeah. kind of pushing it. If I'm yeah, buying her at weird. like twenty two, yeah, I do like these suits. Uh, I heard some people like the suits because they're big. Yeah, see, I like I like the double breasted look. I, I do kind of like that. <laughs> well, we all like the double breasted look. Am I right? <laughs> whoa, whoa! Be careful! <laughs> oh, oh come on, that fits right into a 1940s movie. <laughs> it sure does. I should, I could, if I was in this movie, I could have I could have turned and looked at the camera. <laughs> give, give it the old Mr. Roper. <laughs> and then, of course, like all good drinkers, he's just like, oh, you guys aren't going to drink? Oh, well, I'm going to drink without you. <laughs> oh, yeah. More for me. Yeah. And then just like all wives, she can just intrinsically know from friggin' eight rooms away that he's drinking and comes out and of she, nowhere. How did she even know where he was? You know, he didn't tell her I was going outside. He walked away from her and she found his ass. She's got that wife hearing. That's why. She always knows. She can, They can just sense when you're having fun. It's kind of nowhere. <laughs> so he offers him a drink, and um, what's the guy with the with the uh, Homer? <laughs> Homer says I might give the wrong answers. That was kind of a funny line. Oh yeah, that guy is not an actor, and he is so good in this movie. It's unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I liked him in this movie a lot. I would have never believed. I guess until he takes that shirt, his shirt off about it like an hour ago in this movie, that this was not someone with prosthet like fake prosthetics that was an actor. Right, and you know what from watching movies nowadays even when he did that i wasn't sure if it was you know um fake you're just like how did they do this and you're like oh, right right he got his he got his hands blown off that's how they did this yeah. how they did this was it's real that's how they did it yeah. sometimes you never think about the obvious yeah you're trying to think of like what's the work around here what's the crazy thing that they did They're like oh they just got a guy that didn't have hands <laughs> i guess i guess it was a pretty bold move to have him take his shirt off and actually showed him too right yeah which is good how they did it because they parsed it out over the movie. Like it took a long time to get to that point. Like they didn't just right. give that to you right up the beginning, and, which I is forget, hilarious. Did you, with did movies you today, see it? jump on me again. I'm going to come through this talk. thing. We're gonna, I'm, let's just talk together at the same time. <laughs> let's, let's talk at the same time. It's going to be like a Robert Altman movie. <laughs> he, uh, even in movies today, a lot of times when people are going to have disabilities and stuff like that, they don't use people that have disabilities. <laughs> They're just like, right. no, we'll just have the actor do it. We can't even get people to play the right races and genders, let alone <laughs> have the right disabilities. Right. Now, I don't remember, but they showed you that she saw it for the first time too, right? The girlfriend? What, when they got home? They all knew, but it was the first time they had seen it. 
I'm saying when he took his shirt off, that was the first time she actually seen it full. Too, yes, because right? then he gives the I whole explanation so. about like I'm how I'm helpless. Someone's yeah. gonna have to help me my entire life. And, like, everyone hopes that they, they were laid bare to their significant other like that. They were just like, yeah, I know that's what I'm here for. Because talk about like, you, are, you you are putting it on the line. Most people – you only do that, like, a few times in an entire relationship maybe where you're laid bare like that. Right. I don't know how I could do it. I mean, I don't even like standing. I don't know if I can oh help my somebody God, here we go. <laughs> You're like, can I get some prosthetic buttocks to sit on? Because I am tuckered out. Listen, I can help you for the rest of your life as long as I can do it from this chair. How's that? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, yeah, the, the wife comes out, and she's perfectly lovely to Fred because she's nice, and Al's the little, the grumpy one. But as Homer's saying that he can take his drinks, uh, Fred is able to make a quick escape. <laughs> yeah. He bails out of there. He, I oh, mean, yeah. he's lucky he can get out of there. Oh, yeah. He escapes quickly. All right. We're going to cut. We go to the last, like, eight seconds here, seven seconds. We cut back inside the house. And we quickly find out why this cinematographer was an awesome cinematographer. He's got a room full of, what do you say, 20 people? Yeah. But he's got... packed. It looks packed, but it's just like, it's an amazing shot because he comes in from our right and gives a look our way. He's totally in focus. But right in the foreground is Peggy with Um, her hat. Yeah. Yeah. And you can see him actually, like, look around. He can't find her. He's going the other way. But it's the perfect setup where it's like they're close enough where they can kind of see each other, but too far away to actually like interact with each other. Now, did Um, he see her yet? I don't. Did he see her yet? He saw them come in. He saw the Stevensons come in. Then there's no way when he was looking around that room he didn't see that hat. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think he. I I mean, it's possible he may not have, or he may have just gave it the glancing look and kept going. Because we see at the last like two seconds, she gets a little bit of parting in her group and looks in that direction. But I like how they had the party split up. Like, that's the way it happens. You get into, like, there's 25 people in there, but you end up in groups of four or five. Oh, yeah. A little clump no here, a little clump yeah. there. Yeah. Hit their clump, every clump, where a clump. And, clump, you know. Those clumps are talking about the other clumps. Yeah. They're like, did you, you believe see? she wore that? Did you oh, see what she's wearing? They're talking about that lady sitting there. They're like, it looks like she just took her drapes down and wore them. What does she think? She's Vivian Lee? That's a Uh-oh. timely joke for right now. That only happened seven years ago. <laughs> <laughs> my spot on gone with the wind reference <laughs> all right so I, that's where we end i'm sure uh i'm pretty sure there's a gunfight next minute isn't there um yeah <laughs> gunfight. somebody gets somebody kills the piano player i think yeah sure. oh not hoagie <laughs> yeah hoagie <laughs> oh no <laughs> who does he get killed by subway you know <laughs> jersey bikes quiznos <laughs> quiznos <laughs> Slacks Hoagie Shack. All right. Um, why don't you tell the fine people out there where they could find us if for some reason they're still looking for us after this. Well, Jeff told you he was on the Slycast, and I told you I was from Burbs Minute. But right now we're recording the Jay and Silent Bob Minute. We're, I mean, by the time this comes out, we'll be, I don't know, three episodes into Dogma? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> don't need, well, let's not talk about it. We're, we're going to do Dogma at some point. <laughs> we're recording Dogma as we speak. Um, I don't know. You got anything else, Jeff? No, uh... That's it. Let's go out to the porch and uh, play some horseshoes there, Chris. You got a cigarette? Do any, I didn't do any stuff at the end I'm supposed to. Yeah, that's what I thought. We could always cut it and put a... Uh, I'll just do it now and cut it in. Yeah, I didn't I didn't uh, stop recording, so go. <laughs> oh, uh, Make sure you check out the Best Minutes Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, or at your local Barnes & Noble. Also at thebestminutes.com. 
Uh, you can get to social media over uh, Butch's Place, the best years of our lives, Listener's Cafe. You can jump in there and say what a fantastic job all the other hosts before us did. It's also on Twitter at The Best Minutes. I don't think I'm cutting any of that out. <laughs> <laughs> Joe, you better hurry up out there because she's taking off soon. Right, thanks. Come on, Taylor.